Hey, Pasa, Peaks and Valleys family. My name is TK Trinidad, and I've been in the broadcast industry for about 10 years now. And you wouldn't believe how everything is changing. For example, podcasts. Before you needed expensive equipment like mics and headphones, but now all you need is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's absolutely free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. Make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Peaks and Valleys with TK Trinidad. Ciao, guys. 18-year-old Nico Craig is a DJ, producer, and the youth ambassador for the Human Rights Campaign. Nico is also on the journey of transitioning from a female to male and documents this journey on social media. Life as a DJ ain't easy, and Nico joins Peaks and Valleys to talk about it right now. They say it is the darkest before the dawn. But what do you do before the dawn comes when all you have is candles and night lights guiding your path until morning, until your sight is restored and you can see your way out, your way through, your way to the other side. You push with all your might until the day breaks and your victory comes. This is Peaks and Valleys with TK Trinidad. So in the studio, we have DJ producer Nico Craig. I am so blown away by him, like such an amazing journey and we're going to get into it, but let's just talk about the moment in your life where, you know, stuff wasn't going right and how you came through. Yeah. So I guess to refer to the time when stuff wasn't feeling right is definitely when, you know, I was pre-testosterone. And so for those who don't know, I'm a trans man. I began my transition about two months ago. I began my transition on January 21st is actually the the day that I uh, took my first testosterone shot. Prior to that, I was feeling just like really out of place. And I mean, literally out of body because I just didn't feel grounded or connected fully in the ways that I really wanted to be. Like I found myself grounded in other areas um, that probably didn't take that much effort or probably didn't take that much time or uh, any sort of like drastic change. But I... Mm -hmm still didn't find like i just still wasn't comfortable and i had to really teach myself and like really convince myself that it is okay to be selfish um mm -hmm. and there's like no there's nothing wrong with that and that's something that my mom has always told me growing up but it was really hard for me to believe it because i just didn't feel that way you know in my body like i always i just felt like the way I wanted to be perceived in the world did not line up. And that is what caused like that pressure. You know what I mean? That there's a lot of pressure that arises when we feel out of place and when we feel discomfort, um, mm -hmm. we don't feel seen and we don't feel perceived in the ways we want to be perceived. And so that was like really when I hit a, like a really low point and I began just living my life practically through other people in the eyes through other people and through their perspectives rather than my own. And, you know, I wouldn't challenge other people, you know what I mean? I wouldn't challenge them for the way they saw me or the way they addressed me or whatever it was. And sometimes, like, I would literally just leave it up to everyone else in my life and everyone else around me and in my environment to make certain decisions for me or to just like, right. you know what I mean? Like, I would just kind of like give up and I would just like not take, I was not taking control of my life. And so 
what I did to get through that was just, I really just had to, I had to sit in it. I had to sit in it and I had to understand how I felt and what that meant for me um, in order for me to pretty much like put my finger on it and be like, okay, like this is not okay. Because the first step to overcoming anything is knowing that, you know, knowing what is happening and knowing your surroundings and being aware of, you know what I mean, of the present, you know what I mean? Being in the present moment, because I was so concerned about like the future or my past, but I was not living in the present. And so it was hard for me to even put my finger on where, you know, the areas that I felt like I wasn't thriving in, like that was just like put on the back burner. So how I got over that was just sitting in it really. Yeah. There's so for people who don't know, because like you kind of scrubbed your social media, but I'm going to bring it up just a little bit. Yeah. For people who don't yeah. know, Nico okay. is very accomplished. So I met Nico when I was working at the radio station. At the time, Nico was a young lady, yeah. amazing DJ. <laughs> for the Obamas. So like, that's, that's the thing. Like you were, you've done so much at a young age. It's easy to, for people to just put their claim on you and say that, well, this is what you need to be doing. Yeah. And in all honesty, there are some pictures on your social media when like, because I follow you where you Mm -hmm. just like, you're doing all this amazing stuff, but you didn't look happy. You're like, all right, I'm in this, I'm I'm in this part of the world, but yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's so amazing. So now just to bring everybody up to speed, you know, the world shut down. And essentially what Mm -hmm. I saw just looking at your social media is that you decided becoming a man is what you want to do. Full disclosure, I'm not completely ignorant, but I just I'm going to ask these questions. Please. Of course. I welcome them. Yeah. Yeah. So the the question is, because I, I believe Dwayne Wade's trans daughter. Now, is this something that you always felt inside or is this like, how, how did the process happen for you? So, I mean, to even answer that question, I guess, what does the process even consist of? You know what I mean? Or does it necessarily have to be a process? Because I feel like now that I've been on testosterone for two months, if anything, and and, you know, I thought the same thing, like, you know, it's a process, but it it really isn't. Honestly, it's, it's like a, it's, it's like, it's just an everlasting experience that I'm just in, you know what I mean? I don't necessarily know. I think, I think what a lot of people um, sometimes believe when we, when they see trans people, when, when we see trans people like openly transitioning, especially since we've known them before their transition as well. Right. It's easy, like you said, for a lot of people to, to overlook certain qualities of that person's transition because they are not the person that's transitioning. And that's fine. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I think as trans people, we have to not hold other people accountable for things that they don't have knowledge about. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I can't, tell you too many things about what it means to be trans because for as long as I'm living I'm going to have a new experience you know mm-hmm. what I mean or 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 an evolving everlasting experience and so I guess the process it's really the moment you decide to live authentically it's really the moment mm-hmm. you decide to switch your mentality in the way you think in the moment you decide to challenge yourself because a lot of times when I was pre-t pre-testosterone, it was easier for me to believe that my life was going to be fine because I was not putting in, I was not the person living my life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was living as someone that 
did not care what I thought. I cared what other people thought of me right. before I asked myself. I would ask other people about how they felt before I asked myself how I would feel about certain things. And I would let people walk all over me. And I led myself to believing that that was okay. And that how, you know, like I was going to get by. I would have nothing to worry about. The moment it hits you where it's like, oh, damn, like I've actually been living like this before like all my life and and mm-hmm. it's been affecting me in these ways and now that you can like see that it kind of breaks down like okay what would be like oh the process or what would be like the next steps to take you know what i mean and for some trans people like myself that could be starting hormones that could be moving out mm-hmm. that could be posting more on social media that could be right. changing a diet like that could be literally anything for that person you know what i mean and and yeah, so that's honestly what it's been like for me is my process has just been like taking my time and like learning how to walk. And learn. right now I'm like kind of in the crawling stage where right. I'm like, okay, like I'm actually aware of myself. I'm aware of the body that I'm in. I'm aware of, you know what I mean? Like I can actually tangibly exist as Nico, you know, as me, right. as the person I've always felt like I, I've always been, but you know, I, I didn't, I was not in a place before to do that because of the mindset that I had at the time. And it was really like switch. It was really just like kind of a switch when I noticed that I was not happy and I was not fulfilled. It was, it was like a night and day difference. Right. So, so is there is a moment in your life, was it like before the pandemic, during the pandemic where you're just like, I need to stop pleasing others because I'm not mm. feeling, I'm not feeling good. I'm not, cause I I've, I've been there before where it's just like, you're doing everything for everybody else, but you're almost like empty inside. Like you can't. Yeah. That's can't exactly what it feels there. like. That is exactly what it feels like. And you know what? And honestly, like, I think personally, the most important part of a person's transition or the, or my transition, because we're talking about my transition. Part of my transition is, how it was before I started, honestly, is what I'm starting to notice. Because a lot of the things that I thought I needed to change, I did not need to change about myself. Mm-hmm. If anything, I just needed to amplify them. But I chose to bury those and like be resentful about it and and be, you know, and, and just withhold all of this, all of this, like all of these negative feelings and emotions that could be tied to anxiety or could be tied to fear or could be mm-hmm. tied to, you know, sadness. And so when I'm noticing, I'm noticing like where certain things are stemming from, uh, which obviously like I would have to be very privy of my past, you know, before I started transitioning because you can't necessarily just like kill that part off. You know what I mean? And, and that's the one thing I've noticed. And I think I've tried to do that. Like I've tried to do that before, but it, it lands me nowhere. You know, like I've spent my life trying to kill, kill off like this, side of me that I felt has been amplified when in reality, I've been the only person that's been amplifying it, Right. you know? So yeah. And, and, and right. Same person. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like, because I noticed that other people, like when I first started socially transitioning, you you go through a period in your transition where, and then, then, you know, it varies for other people because other people transition differently. Like everyone has different rates and and everyone transitions differently. Like it's not like um, a one size fit all type thing. No, it definitely is not. Um, You know, like some people transition and don't have to be on hormones. Like some people transition and they don't like come out until they're on hormones. Like Mm -hmm. some people really like, you know what I mean? But for me, in my case, like, I went through a period of socially transitioning 
meaning I had to transition socially without the influence of hormones on my body. Right. So that was all like through connection, through communication, through, you know, engagement with people. And I guess when you feel like the only way you're going to know yourself better is by putting yourself out there, it can be very scary. Right. It could be, a, no, it could be super yeah. scary. That's what creates that facade sometimes for people to feel like they're giving, giving, giving to right. so many other people. But it's like, like you said, like you hit a point where it's like, you're tired of, tired of that. You know what I mean? It's like you hit a wall and you have to make a decision. Okay. Am I going to get up or am I going to stay here and then figure out how I'm going to get up when I can? That's perfect transition. So like the point where you're like, this is what I'm going to do. Did you feel comfortable within yourself first and then say, mm -hmm. these are my options and this is the option I choose? Or how did you decide to um, start doing the testosterone? Yeah. So I was in like middle school and I remember in middle school was when I learned about like the term like pansexual because uh, I had a friend. I made a friend. Her name is AJ. She's honestly like one of the, one of the oldest friends I have. She's pansexual. And once I understood, like once I became friends with her, I was like, huh. So I'm realizing that the world is not so small. Like the world is not so small. And you know, like it's, everything is not so like black and white. And so right. I really, like I started pretty much like immersing myself into like other, you know, like gender identity. What did that mean for me? Like what significance mm -hmm. did it play in my life? How was I being perceived? You know what I mean? And once I kind of put two and two together. It took for me to realize that I, cause I never liked my body, you know, but I thought that, that was normal, you know, cause people, right. it's normal to have insecurity. There's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with having insecurity cause we all have them. I knew testosterone was like the thing for me when I started to see, I don't want to say I saw other people's happiness and then like, you know, thought that that was like the thing for me because just, because just because other people are happy with with testosterone and the results, it doesn't necessarily mean that that could be true for anyone because like, you know, everyone is different and like genetically that's a whole other conversation too. Um, but like, I think I knew testosterone was a thing for me because I just never felt comfortable in my body. Like I just, I never felt comfortable in my body. And I, I knew that if it were to, as it was progressing, like as I was mm -hmm. going through, uh, my stages of puberty as a female, as being biologically uh, female, I knew I was just not happy with the results and I couldn't okay. see myself in the future being happy with those results. So I knew from that moment forth, I was like, okay, you know, I got to do something about it. So if that meant I needed to change the clothes I wear, then I would do that. You know, if I right. had to bind, I would do that. And I still do bind, uh, cause I have not had top surgery yet, but you know, testosterone was like, I think, I knew that when I began puberty as a, as you know, as being assigned female at birth, um, I just, I wasn't happy with that. And you know what I mean? Like, I think I didn't have to, I didn't have to think twice to know that I wasn't okay with my body. And I think right. because, of, because of that, I knew from that day forward, I was like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what this means to me, but like, I know eventually there's like, something's going to have to change. And then once I stumbled across like, trans men who have openly transitioned on the internet. Like there's so many trans people out there who have like put their stories out there and they're so mm -hmm. inspiring and seeing them live in their truth and like seeing the happiness on their faces and all that, like that just really, really inspired me to do the same. And yeah. here I am 
And I, you know, I've been on T and it honestly, I'm still adjusting to it. Of course, I'm always going to be adjusting to it, but it's, it's been one hell of a journey. It's, it's been very, it's been very, very life-changing. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, I mean, obviously you're going through the journey, but just seeing it, I don't know, like I'm watching your journey and it's just like you to be authentically you at such a young age, just saying, this is what I'm going to do. And this is yeah. how I'm going to operate. Like, that's an amazing, that's an amazing feeling. And as far as that, because you were in the limelight, you know, you were in the industry. How was that? Like, first off, I have a feeling I know what your mom, you know, how your mom's involved. But first off, like, tell like mm-hmm. first family and then, you know, the people around you and then the industry. How did they mm-hmm. you know um, operate when you decided to to make this transition? Yeah. So let's see. Where do I start? Where do I start? all sectors of my life have been impacted by my transition. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like family work, you know, all, all of that, like school, everything um, has changed due to my transition. And it's because I'm, you know, stuck in the middle of all the action of what this transition has been like for the past two months so far, there's pretty much never going to be a dull moment in any sector of my life because all eyes are just on me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's pretty much whether people have known about my transition for two months or for ever since I came out, or even, Mm -hmm. you know, they could be, or it could be someone who's um, not aware that I'm trans, but they just know me. Like there's so many different like aspects and angles that come from, business and working and like my family and, and, you know, like how I've, um, how I connect with my audience, you know, like everyone on social media. So it sometimes can feel like, like I'm juggling a lot of stuff because it's like, if I'm not focusing on one thing, I know I'm focusing on, on the other, you know I mean? So it's, sometimes it could be very challenging to oversee everything, you know, to sort of like micromanage, like all of those other parts of my life as I'm transitioning, because you kind of have to ask yourself, like other people have different priorities. Other people have different needs, different wants, different aspirations. You know, like Mm -hmm. I noticed that I really had to be okay with the fact that producing music wasn't going to be like, it wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to serve me if I wasn't, if I wasn't enjoying it as Nico, if I was enjoying it as someone else, then it wasn't going to fulfill me, you know? So I really had to like prioritize, excuse me, I had to really prioritize my transition and my health and my, like my mental, uh, my wellness. And like, I really had to take control and grab it by the reins and say, okay, this is what we're doing because, you know, if I want to get here, I know I'm going to have to do A, B, and C. So let me make sure I, you know, take everything step by step and do everything cautiously, graciously, and not like try to like jump into anything like completely like some sort of uncharted territory because I've been in so many scenarios where before I transitioned, I would, I would get booked for gigs that weren't necessarily like, they just weren't me. You know what I mean? And I'm Mm -hmm. not going to say, I'm not going to say what those, you know, who that because you know i'm not gonna put dirt it's definitely not like putting dirt on anyone because i can't blame someone but you know at the same time it's now i know that okay it's up to me to change the way i am being i can i can do that like i know that i can't i can't necessarily change the way people think but i know i can change the i know i can change like what it is i'm giving to people i know i can do that you know i know i can i can be myself at least or i can 
or I can at least provide some inspiration for someone to, to maybe come to terms with something about themselves because, you know, ever since I've transitioned, there've been so many people that I've, I've been able to talk to that have reached out to me. And it's so crazy. Once you realize how much, like, we're not that different, you know what I mean? From each other. We're really not that different. Like Mm -hmm. just everyone, you know? And I think, I think like, yeah, we really, yeah, for real. And once we understand like just how we relate to one another, like in that way, and once there's like a like a sense of comfortability that's established, like between you and someone else, whether it be like working or you know family or social media or whatever, like whatever it is, that really is like kind of the answer. To it, is really just like just putting yourself out there and like being in that like comfortable space, so and everything else will kind of just like fall into place, honestly, because that's what it's been like for me. Like I yeah. wouldn't be able to have a lot of these things if I didn't just like put on my big boy pants and say, you know what, I'm just going to be authentic and I'm just going to be me. And yeah. you know, like I'm going to be honest with people and I'm not going to like, I'm just not going to be apologetic, you know, for anything. Cause I, right. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to be on this earth to be sorry. You know, I want to learn, you know, I want to grow. I want to yeah. challenge myself. I want other people to feel like they can learn and grow and challenge themselves too the world would be such a better place if we all had that mentality. Like imagine right. the potential we can, un- like the, un- we can unleash, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. So essentially yeah. you're just saying like, I mean, career wise, you were at a certain level and, you know, mm-hmm. people saw you at this level and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be authentically me. It's like your talent hasn't changed. All that stuff hasn't changed. So that's going to be there. Let me mm-hmm. get myself together. And then essentially all that other stuff is going to enhance. Right. And, you know, that's the right. that's the best way to live. Now, before we get out of here, one last thing. Can you please explain the they and the them? Like, how yes. do you, it's one of those things where, yes, like I'm doing an interview and I know you. So I kind of, mm-hmm. I, I know the story, but it's just like, if you're, if you're meeting somebody on the street, like it, it just, what should an individual do and how do you explain mm. the them? Okay. So the pronouns they, them are used to describe, are used to address uh, trans people um, and non-binary people, or it could be anyone on the gender diverse spectrum. Really anyone on the spectrum of gender can be addressed as they, them. It's just simply Mm -hmm. preference and it's, it's up to how they want to be addressed. So they, them, it it, it originates from a non-binary identity and non-binary meaning you don't identify as male or female, or you can identify as both male or female, or it's really just lack of gender, pretty much is how I see non-binary. That's how I define it. You know, other people have specifically tailored to their experiences and how they want to be perceived. But for Mm -hmm. me, I think non-binary is like, I think it's something it's, it's, it's an identity where there's like a sway of gender or lack thereof, or, right. you know, it can be, it can be, it's just basically a freedom of gender expression, I think, uh, is what so, non-binary is. So, so as a yeah. person meeting somebody who's not quite sure the best mm-hmm. way to go is they and them. Well, no, the best way to approach it is just to ask, really. You can just ask okay. someone like what they're like. I tell people all the time, like and, and, and any like most trans people will tell you if you don't know something, it's OK to say you don't know something. You know what I mean? Okay. I think as long as everyone knows that, like that's honestly the, the best way to approach it is just with honesty and with respect and like with maybe just a little bit of empathy, <laughs> mm-hmm. because I think um, sometimes it's it, it can cause a lot of social anxiety for trans people when 
it's kind of like we're expected to inform them right off the bat. And sometimes right. that's not necessarily, that's not always the case. And so the best thing to do is just to ask. It's not a bad thing to assume someone is non-binary because honestly, non-binary being non-binary is honestly one of the one of the most like highly anticipated forms of expression when it comes to pop culture and when it comes mm-hmm. to like the media. Like LGBTQ plus people exist and have and 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 we have so much influence. So it's really, it's not the worst thing in the world to assume that someone might like, like they might look more fluid. They might look more gender fluid. They might present more or of something, or they might be, or they might have like a lack thereof. You know what I mean? It all depends on, it all depends on like our perception of that person. So I would just say ask, (laughs) just ask someone what their pronouns are. And yeah, a lot of times what happens is like, I've, cause I've, I've been in situations where I've asked someone for their pronouns. And then they'll be like, why are you asking me for my pronouns? And then I'm like, so, okay. So then I have to like explain it to them too. That's why I want to avoid. I'm just like, I, yeah, but I I completely agree with you. Like if you don't know something, just, just ask. Um, And then my, the the thing is for people who are watching this and, you know, Mm -hmm. they might be, you know, embarking on a similar journey or just in life in general, what one sentence would you say to them to encourage them to keep pushing, keep moving on? I would say, let's see one sentence. Um, Hmm. Don't be hard on yourself. Do not be hard on yourself is what I would say, especially for other young trans people out there. Do not be too hard on yourself because a lot of times what happens is, is that, you know, when we realize that, when we realize that we have done something that has that has been hurting us or when we realize that when we realize that we're in pain and we realize that we also have some part in that because it's inevitable like whatever mm-hmm. happens to us we are a part of that no matter what happens we are responsible for ourselves we're responsible for the way we feel and the way we see the world we are responsible for the way we exist so mm-hmm. i would say knowing that we are responsible for the way we exist because that's a huge responsibility don't be too, don't be so hard on yourself you know what i mean like i think it's 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 important to when you when we realize that we're in pain don't guilt yourself for it you know because that comes along with being really hard on yourself and that's something that i've been dealing with a lot i know what it's like to try to convince yourself that you're okay when you know that you're not you know i know what that feels like and that's honestly like living life like that, it, it, it will, honestly, it makes things worse. It makes things so much worse. You know, like it is, it's best to be aware of your surroundings and just be in the present. And sometimes the best way to be in the present is just to not be so hard on yourself. You know what I mean? Like we're only here once, you know, we only have one shot. And if anything, you know, I had COVID at one point and like ever since I've had COVID, it changed my perspective just with like, what my purpose is and why I'm here. Like, obviously I, you know, I, I don't think us humans have the answers to everything, but some things just don't need to be answered. You know, like some questions there's going to be, there's always going to be more questions than there are answers in the world. We like, it's just always going to be like that. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be like that. There's supposed to be, that's kind of the whole point. Like that's Mm -hmm. why we're here as humans to, to live and experience and soak in as much as we can so that other people can do the same. And as long as we create that everlasting, that momentum, as long as we build that by coexisting, then we're going to unleash so much potential and we can live freely and like 
we won't have to like so like monotonous and like put in a box you know what right. i mean and so yeah so that's what i would say it's just don't be so hard on yourself that applies for everyone even for those even for for people who who have nothing wrong who feel like there's nothing wrong in their lives like if you feel like you're the happiest person on earth you can still be very harsh on yourself and oh, be the happiest sure. person mm -hmm. so that's what i would say first off tell people where they can find you and then two if there's any other people that you suggest because i'm learning so much and it's yeah. really that that's the, kind of the great you know there's some bad things about social media but then that's the great thing about social media is that you can see somebody who's authentically them and you're seeing mm -hmm. their journey now i'm gaining some understanding that right. you know I wouldn't say I don't have the time, but you know, your, your first thing is not to look up transgender. That's not part of your, your universe at the moment. So mm -hmm. where can people find you? And then name a couple people that people should be following to, you know, to learn more. Yeah. First of all, I want to say that's a really good point that you just made when you said that, like, not everyone is just going to go like, you know, like, like no one out of the blue is just going to be like, Oh, like, you know what I mean? Like exactly. there's no like motivation for it. You know what I mean? Honestly, the way I look at it is like putting, I found myself going on the internet and typing like when I, when I first was coming to terms with my trans identity, I was on the internet and I was like, am I trans quiz? And I was like, you know what? It never occurred to me that <laughs> if someone is looking up on the internet, if they're trans, they chances are they're probably trans you know like <laughs> and you know honestly it's really not that difficult you know what i mean but i will say like that's what we should do instead instead of turning to google for like answers to questions just look at people and try to follow their journey and just yep. learn you know we could just learn from each other that's all we mm -hmm. can do you know what i mean and 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 that person and and the the beauty of it is that if that person doesn't have the answer, they probably know someone who does that, part. like, you know, because that's the whole point of community, you know, and for the fact that you just asked me for other, you know, other trans people out there on the media, like I can go down a whole list. One of them I'd say is uh, Skylar Baylor is a really good, really, really good. He's really, really good with like resources. A little bit about him. He is, I think he's the first trans athlete to compete in a deep i think he went he's in a d1 school okay. um he's a swimmer and he's the first trans uh trans male swimmer on the swim team at harvard okay so yeah okay. so he's yeah he's super he's he's really um there was like a human glossary of trans stuff that would be him. Okay. <laughs> like okay. you can go like what i like about him is that he has posts where like the right way to address a trans person like you don't use this term like you know like he posts a lot of informational basically like trans 101 stuff you know what i mean okay. so if people are just interested in like knowing how to address people without like having to understand someone's whole fucking transition you can just go there i like it i like it because i understand then, that too you know i understand that not everyone needs to know about my whole entire transition when they're just asking how I need to be addressed. Cause I right. don't need to give everyone that information because not every trans person feels that way. You know what I mean? Right. Because we're all human. So Skylar Baylor is a good one. Buck Angel is another one. He is a trans, he is a porn actor, but he's also a cannabis activist. He okay. is a human rights activist. He is very, very good at connecting with the, he, he's older. I consider him like a transcestor, but he's like, 
he's very very in tune with okay. yeah I'll he's very <laughs> okay <laughs> he's very in tune with with the younger generation of trans kids and he also is very open about being like being um body positive and you know like um being in tune with our bodies and like ex like exploration and stuff like that he's he's a good one I look up to him a lot. In fact, before I started transitioning, like I, he was like my go-to. I would keep up with him. Miles McKenna is a great trans activist as well and YouTuber. No offense is another one. Trying to think of some black trans folks out there, but honestly, like they're everywhere. You know what I mean? You really just have to look, you know what I mean? Right. Like, honestly, the best thing I can tell someone is like, if you really want to know something, go find it. You know what I mean? It's out there. Like, go look, you know? Things are opening up. Any projects? Any world travel? Anything going on? Well, let's see. Just did a story with USA Today that's coming out in, in about a week. So I was super happy to 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 do that. Basically, we did a piece, but I was able to connect with them through the Human Rights Campaign, which was pretty awesome. Basically, I was able to talk about my experience as like touching more on my DJ experience and how that has affected me and my transition as well. Um, and in my career. So I did that, which is really cool. I'm going to be collaborating with the Human Rights Campaign because it is um, yeah, Trans Visibility Week. So mm -hmm. it, it is Trans Visibility Week and Trans Visibility Day is on March 31st. And on March 31st, I'll be doing a panel with Josie Toda. She is a super, super cool trans trans girl, like one of the coolest trans girls on Instagram, in my opinion. Like she's super dope. So we're going to be doing that. And then travel... I've been questioning where I've been wanting to go for spring because uh -huh. I need to go somewhere where I can practice stillness because I haven't practiced stillness in a really long time. And I feel like I can learn okay. a lot for myself if I practice stillness. So as far as travel, I might be on the East Coast because I have family out there who live on a farm and oh. they have all these animals there and it's great. And honestly, yeah. That, so if, if I'm like, if I'm on a farm in Virginia somewhere, that's probably where I'll be at. So okay. that's, I like those it. are some things that might be coming up for me. I don't know. We'll see. But honestly, I just wing it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but well, I mean, oh, I do know what's going to happen tomorrow, but like the joys of being 18. I love it. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> enjoy it. Trust me. Yeah. But thank you so much. Like I said, I, I, I'm just blown away just by the work ethic, the journey. And I'm just so looking forward to see, you know, what's going to be happening coming up with you um shout out to your mom because she did an incredible job thank Other you she, that, did, she did didn't oh, she she did a great job oh, she's <laughs> she's like she's like the mom who doesn't play but still like, you, you, yeah. you, like she doesn't play but you know that she loves you and loves you like hard like this that does like my mom is like that so that's why like your i saw your mom is like she seems like just that that type of energy. So shout out to your mom for that. It was amazing. Yeah. Shout out to my mom and, you know, like, and make sure I want to say everyone that's watching, like you can go check out, she, she does her own management. Um, she, she manages DJs, female DJs. She, she has a cool female DJ roster. So if y'all are interested in all that stuff, you should definitely go check her out. Cause you know, props to my mom, like, hello. Peaks and Valleys is produced by Josh Rodriguez and TKO Productions. Spoken word and voiceover is done by yours truly, Lem Gonzalez. Thank you for listening, and remember, after the darkness comes the dawn.